Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, especially our live viewers. If it's your first time here, by the way, we will be going over super chats. Um, just stay here till the end of the stream. We're gonna be going over your comments, questions, concerns about an hour into the show. And um, we have a really fun show lined up today. First off, we're gonna be talking about Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. What's going on there? Who we should believe in terms of who's abusing whom? They're both saying a lot of things all about women. each other. Yeah, all, always the woman. You just have to check whichever one has the uterus. That's the person you believe. Then in France, there's a new case that's lighting up the whole free speech versus hate speech debate. Uh, we're going to see where France ends up falling on that. Then Carlos Maza, the infamous Fox reporter, commentator. The commentator. Slimeball. I don't know. He's now on YouTube, so that's fun. And then finally, a Catholic hospital is being sued for refusing to perform gender reassignment surgery because, hey, 2020, why not? Um, before we get into that, really quick, we appreciate any like, share, subscribes you guys can do. And of course, you can always head on over to blazetv.com slash Lauren and subscribe using the code Lauren if you want to go the extra mile to support the show. Now, before we get into it, Daily Harvest awesome sponsor. Uh, we're all overbooked, overstimulated, and constantly running on empty. For me, I'm always rushing to produce episodes, handle family obligations, take care of my high-maintenance sweetheart, Jellybean, who's my dog. I barely have enough time to eat complete meals, let alone prepare healthy ones, but being busy doesn't mean you have to resort to takeout or overly processed food, which I know a bunch of us tend to do. That's why I love Daily Harvest. They deliver the food you want to eat, but don't have time to make right to your door. Daily Harvest makes it easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with thoughtful sourced chef crafted foods that can be prepared in five minutes or less they work directly with farms to harvest organic fruits and vegetables at their peak and then freeze them within 24 hours to lock in their nutrients everything stays fresh until you're ready to enjoy it so you can choose from more than 65 different options like smoothies soups harvest bowls and overnight oats each recipe takes one step to prepare with room to make them your own you can add milk blend them up in a smoothie coconut milk or almond milk. You can heat up a harvest bowl and top it off with an avocado or fried egg. These are delicious recipes that are actually good for you. So whether you're at home, at your desk, or on the go, Daily Harvest is the easiest way to have a delicious, nutritious meal or snack. So you can go to dailyharvest.com and enter the promo code SUDO, that's P-S-E-U-D-O, to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code SUDO for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Okay, so Johnny Depp, this is the news that was kind of blowing up. This past week on social media, especially for anyone who hasn't been keeping up with the celebrity drama, which is strange because I know about this, but it's not like I'm reading People or Cosmo. This is just, I feel like it's hard to avoid this type of news. Yeah, it's everywhere right now. It's, it's everywhere. A few years ago, um, actress Amber Heard, she came forward with photos of herself looking bruised and beaten at the time she was married to Johnny Depp, of course, Jack Sparrow. Um, the two were then going through an apparently bitter divorce. This was in 2016. Um, so she released photos of herself being bruised. Uh, when that happened, Johnny Depp was canceled. Everyone was furious at him. He was labeled an abuser. Um, I think his ex-wives at the time actually came out to defend him. I think he's been mm. married two other times saying, hey, he was never violent he's with a great me. Guy. But Which, I mean, hey, they didn't need to do that. No, that's that's good for them. And, yeah. and I think he also lost the ability to, to you know, perform his iconic role in the Pirates of the Caribbean as a yeah, result of that, Yeah, he was kind too. of booted from that franchise. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, he was in the Harry Potter spinoff after that. I mean, so people have yeah. really debated whether he was canceled at all. But, it, yeah, he did lose out on any more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And even when he was in that um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, colon, the Crimes of Grindelwald movie, which was trash, by the way, um, there were still people who were upset about it. So this definitely, it harmed his career, harmed his reputation. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Amber Heard, his ex-wife, the actress, she went on appear, uh, to appear in Justice League and Aquama, Aquaman. So pretty, things are going pretty good for her after this. Um, who would have thought that an Aquaman movie would be a good thing? I know, right? right? It's, it's strange to hear. Um, now, though... New photos, new audio recordings have come out, and it's looking like, at the very least, things weren't as, I mean, open and shut as a lot of people assumed it to be in 2016. Um, and the idea that Amber Heard was the victim, Johnny Depp the abuser, is now being called into question. We have this from the Daily Mail. It's written... Depp has filed a $50 million defamation suit in Virginia after Heard penned an op-ed for the Washington Post detailing her experiences as an alleged domestic violence victim. Did you see 
that post or that article when it came out? Because I don't think I did. Not when it came out, no. Yeah. Um, but apparently she had written, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out, she wrote in the, tw in the December 2018 article, mm. which didn't mention the Pirates of the Caribbean actor by name. Depp claimed, nonetheless, that it implicated him as the abuser, damaging his reputation and causing him to lose his prized role of Captain Jack Sparrow. His suit says he's the victim of an elaborate hoax instigated by her to generate positivity, sorry, positive publicity and advance her career. Miss Heard is not a victim of domestic abuse. She is a perpetrator, it claims. She hit, punched, and kicked me. She also repeatedly and frequently threw objects into my body and head, including heavy bottles, soda cans, burning candles, television remote controls, and paint thinner cans, which severely injured me. Heard responded with a lurid 300-page filing of her own, cataloging, cataloging the horrific abuse she claims to have suffered at Depp's hands, describing him as the monster and recalling many of the allegations she made during the divorce. The filing included photos of bruises and scars, clumps of hair apparently torn from Heard's head, and pictures of smashed-up furniture to illustrate the violence she was allegedly subjected to after hooking up with Depp, her co-star in The Rum Diary back in 2011. Now, so they're both saying that the other is responsible for abusing themselves, and we didn't include pictures because some of them are pretty graphic but Johnny Depp some of the photos that were released it looks as if his finger was essentially sliced off which he is saying yeah. that she did to him um, she threw a bottle at the counter and it exploded and somehow I don't you know some, by yeah. the laws of physics he lost almost a part of his finger it looks pretty gruesome there are also I, I don't know exactly the details but people have been saying that she apparently defecated on his bed just like crazy things um, you know and there are photos of Johnny Depp with um, it looks like cigarette butt marks on his face. It's just, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, so they both have photos kind of incriminating the other, but what's really interesting are the audio clips. So with all of this, there have been audio clips released, and I think these were actually taken during like therapy sessions or something like that. And they don't look good for Amber Heard, right? Because with the photos, we can say maybe one was attacking the other, the other only acted in self-defense or, or whatever. But when it comes to these audio clips... It really seems like we have one violent perpetrator, Amber Heard, and someone else, Johnny Depp, who doesn't want this. Um, we have one of the first audio clips here. I do not want a divorce. I do not want you out of my life. I just want peace. If things get physical, we have to separate. Yes. We have to be apart. There can be no physical violence. I agree each other. about the physical violence, but separating for a day or I'm, night I'm, and taking a night off from our marriage. No, no, no. All I'm saying is we need to take whatever time we need to kind of let things settle for a minute. I can't promise you that I'll be perfect. I can't promise you I won't get physical again. God, I sometimes get so mad, I lose it. So Johnny Depp trying to assert there should be no physical abuse, no violence between them. If anything's going to happen, they should just separate her saying, I can't promise I won't get physical. I mean, we like, at of least course, she's honest. Well, and well, people are going to say, well, of course, this is taken out of context because yeah. this what I found interesting is that Amber Heard still has a lot of people carrying water for her. I mean, like hashtag justice for Johnny was trending. A lot of people are kind of coming out for Johnny Depp now. And if they had previously said things about him, they're apologizing. But there are people with even the horrific photos of Johnny Depp coming out, these audio things saying, oh, she was acting in self-defense as a woman who was abused. And it's like, I mean, obviously no one knows what happened exactly between those two, except for right. those two. But it's, I feel like how much of the benefit of the doubt can this person be given when she's on tape saying, I can't promise I won't get physical. Like what kind of context would turn that conversation into one where Johnny Depp was actually the aggressor. Like, I'm having trouble trying to imagine it. I don't think yeah. I can. I mean, he's he's pleading for peace, right? He's yeah. pleading, pleading for nonviolence in their relationship, which, I mean, yeah, you're forced to take him at his word that he isn't perpetrating the violence too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, her, her response is very telling. Yeah, exactly. She's not saying, then why do you keep hitting or anything like that? She's saying, right. can't promise I won't be physical with you. It's like, exactly. okay. Um, and that's actually not even the most shocking one. There's this other clip. This one went viral, was being shared all over social media. Um, and it really just paints her as an aggressor, an abuser. And I like hearing this, if you haven't already, it's shocking. And I don't, uh, it'd be very shocking if her career recovers from this. That's all I'll say. I said, no, tell them what just happened. And I lied. And that you punched me in the f***ing thing and you, you in the off. face. And you said, no, f***ing, no, I didn't. What the f*** 
are you talking about? And I, I watched you lie. You. And then I, I didn't I, punch you, and by the I, way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, you, uh, uh, punch hit me. you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, even a lot of guys have been around a long time. I don't know. No, when you have a closed fist. You get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. I did not deck you. I was hitting you. you I don't know what me. the boat motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. Again, Amber Heard kind of admitting that yeah, she did abuse Johnny Depp, but there's also something happening here that's called gaslighting. If you guys aren't familiar with the term gaslighting, that's kind of when you undermine someone else's, I guess, assuredness of their own positions. Um, Liam does this frequently, for example. Sometimes I'll come in the room and I'll be like, oh, it's cold. Is the window window open? He'll say, no, no, it's not open. I'm like, are you sure it's kind of cold? He'll tell no. He, he, he tells me it's psychosomatic. It's psychosomatic. Right? It's psychosomatic. I'll take him well, at his it's... word because I believe that relationships are built on trust. Later, I will find out the window actually is open. So that's all, gaslighting. All men understand this play. No. She wants a she wants a, a tropical temperatures, guys. This is unreal. Gaslighting, <laughs> and we see this here, different extremes, obviously. But yeah, we, we have her here. Like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't punch you. I just hit you. Like, I'm sorry, my fist wasn't like perfectly. It's like what? This is not. Well, that's like textbook abuser behavior. Yeah, that's exactly. like textbook, uh, like. That's what they would write in the textbook, literally. That's, yeah, that's they that. would As use... soon as you hear that, you're like, wow, this person is deranged. Because mm -hmm. right? like, and Dr. Phil talks about this sometimes. It's like, instead of arguing, um, I guess, issues, you argue semantics. Yes. I don't think yeah. Johnny Depp cares about what the position of her hand was. I think he cares that he was being assaulted by someone he was in a relationship with. She wants to argue what yeah. the position of her hand was. Um, she, you know, she's telling him, no, you were fine. Don't be such a bit like yeah. if the role, the gender roles were reversed, I think people would find it even more shocking. I mean, even as it is, but I just, I want people to understand how terrible this is that she's saying these things. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, we have another clip here. And I think th this is just more of the same. And it really, I mean, he sounds so defeated in this, Johnny Depp. He sounds really broken well, he as is, a person. But, but let's hear it. Yeah. I'm not sitting here, am I? You are. Oh, That's the difference between me and you. You're a baby. Because you start you physical fights? You are such a baby! Because you, the because you start physical fights? I did start a physical fight. Yeah, you did. Um, it doesn't make you a baby <laughs> to no, no. not want to be abused or hit? Like, the thing is, like, what does she want from him? He's running away when there's yeah. physical confrontation or potential for physical confrontation, it seems like to me. And again, we're the one thing I do want to stress is that we're only getting some audio yeah, of this, their relationship. Only they really know how, what happened. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure that he wasn't angelic in this relationship either. But I'm not, you know... I'm not saying he deserved any of this, but, uh, you know. We don't know what happened. We don't right know what there. happened. It's the end of the day. But the reality is, like, what can – I was just talking with Lauren about this. It's got to take a certain a certain devil of a woman to – I mean, it takes a horrible man to beat a woman. But it also takes a horrible woman to beat a man, especially, especially in today's age. It's like you can't you can't physically defend yourself in the slightest if yeah. you're a male, right? You, you, you will destroy your entire life if you even try. Yeah. And then, the, and then of course – well, she she tried to destroy his life, alleging that he did these things. I think she did for the time, like at yeah. the time of happening, she was happening. She did destroy him. I mean, yeah. that's what makes it all the worse. We have this person who's talking about, oh, no, I didn't really hit you. You were fine. Like, I can't promise I'm not going to hit you again. And then later we have her coming out and pretending that she's the victim, yep. right? And it's sad because... And, and taunting him for being a coward for yeah. not engaging with her. Exactly. It's, and she was... Like, what do you want? Do you want to be hit? I, like, you know, it's... <laughs> that's what that's what it sounds like yeah. to some degree. But it, it, she might have actually been thinking about this in advance. Well, I mean, that's the how thing. psycho she was, right? She was documenting all the times, like, she was hurt. She is the one who came forward and called him the abuser, which is... Right. That's what makes... It, like abuse he injured aside this is what's even sadder for Johnny Depp is he wasn't the one who wanted any of this public it seems she was yeah. the one who kind of I guess leaked these photos and these allegations to the press who caused this whole thing and I mean Johnny Depp had all these photos of himself the whole time he still didn't release them it's only now that he's going to court for this defamation suit that they're coming out 
I feel bad not only because of what he endured in the relationship, but because he's had a, a piece of his private life that he probably didn't want other people talking about now made known for the entire world. So it's like he's been violated twice. And it's it, it's it's really terrible. Yeah. And I, I guess the reason why we're talking about this specifically is because it does tie into cancel culture, which is something we've gone over before, um, you know. What goes on between them two, I guess, you know, courts are going to decide all of that. But let's talk about what we as an audience are, I guess, going to be doing going forward. Because, okay, when Amber Heard came out, made the allegations of abuse, I do feel like it was a little bit different than the typical hashtag believe all women conversation because she did have photos, right? And I think a lot of people at the time, without knowing anything more, were and, you know, without seeing the photos of Johnny Depp at the time, were saying, okay, that is proof that she was being abused and if you're you know a moviegoer doesn't it make sense if you have proof that this one actor is actually a domestic abuser to not want to go see his movies like i can understand that um but now with like all of this new evidence there's a again the hashtag justice for johnny is trending and there's a petition now to have amber heard removed from aquaman 2 so is that fair should we now be boycotting her work instead do we just accept that the artist is different then there are. How about art. we let the law figure out what's going on first? Yeah. And if they want to make it public, then they can. Um, I mean, I, there is something boycotting that is actually inherently capitalistic, right? Yeah. So there's, it is it is tough. If that's what people really don't want, they can't stand her. But I think it's unwise to just rest to these decisions. Again, we don't know what really happened. Yeah. We really don't. And I do want to stress that. It does seem to me, based on the audio, that she was at least abusing him in some ways, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, well, uh, that's why... And, and, but and, that's only an intuition. And people have, like I said, there are still people who say, no, the only reason that she hurt him is because she was defending herself and self-defense and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that it looks like they were blows exchanged on both sides. To me, it seems disproportionate. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of seems like they were starting in one direction. Um, and, and with these moves, like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, it would be great if we could just wait and see what the courts decide and maybe let that guide our decisions. But I, I mean, I admit I'm not for cancel culture, but I would find it hard to kind of like fully endorse or be excited about a movie with someone like her attached right. as, as, as no, with I get the it. information we know. I get it. I don't know if that's fair to call that cancel culture. Yeah. And I mean, there is that, that problem where the courts do tend to favor, especially in divorce, they tend to favor women. women and, yeah. and in case of domestic abuse, we know that, that it's a hard time for men that are domestically abused, yeah. right? Like often the cops won't take it seriously. In fact, there are there's a, I friends, forget what it's called, but there are there's like a, a protocol now when there's a domestic abuse situation, you remove the man. Yeah. Without like you just remove the man from the right. situation. So there, there's a lot of things like that, and I think that if there's anything we could get from this case beyond just like the celebrity gossip stuff, which is not what uh, I think we should care about, yeah. but but it, it should be that you realize that men can be abused physically, domestically by mm-hmm. by women. It does happen, and, and it in can fact, be it's serious. Not even, it can be severe. It can be serious, and it's you know it's not even that uncommon. First of all, it's, yeah. it's a significant portion. It's it's it is the minority still, but it is a significant portion of abuse that is reported is is against men. So it's good to bring that to light. And I think that divorce courts certainly need to, uh, they need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is, you know, the MGTOW and stuff like that came to rise because of this kind of, because of kind the of unfair treatment. So, yeah. And if, if you're in a, a guy in that situation, even as it's happening without worrying about the stigma of society, what do you do in that oh. situation? You either get beaten by a woman or you're the guy who has beaten a woman by trying yeah. to fend her away from. I mean, Johnny, Johnny did the right thing. He left. He left. Yeah. He removed himself from the situation. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta get away from that. But you still have this massive problem on your hands. Where, what what is the recourse after that? Yeah. In any case, I guess we we would love to know what you guys think about this. How you're going to be approaching either of their movies from now on? I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I do love some Johnny Depp though. All right. Um, before I move on, uh, to what is it? anti-Islamic hate speech. I have a quick message and update from FreedomWorks. So you guys know today, Senate Republicans voted to acquit President Trump, which is overall a good thing for sure. However, the actions of one particular senator, I think you know who I mean, were disappointing. Not surprising, but disappointing. And I am, of course, talking about flip-flop Mitt Romney, who voted to convict President Trump on the sham impeachment articles that the Democrats pass. And Mitt Romney, by the way, was the only so-called Republican to do so. And he has 
the entire time he's been in the Senate done nothing but attack the president. So thankfully, my friends over at FreedomWorks are launching a massive grassroots campaign to let the Senate, to let the GOP know that despite what rhinos like Mitt Romney may say, they are behind this president. And if you'd like to help them, if you'd like to let your voice be heard, please text Lauren, that's my name, L-A-U-R-E-N, to 41490 to sign their petition now. And by the way, it's not even as if Romney is a principled conservative who just happens to agree with Democrats on impeachment. Uh-uh. Freedom Works has this Freedom Works has this thing called scorecards where they rate congressmen based on how often they vote on the side of things like voting voting for lower taxes, less government, more freedom. You can check your congressman's scores at freedomworks.org. Mitt Romney's score, as it turns out, I checked this, is a 62 out of 100. 62. Okay, where, where I'm from, that's three points away from a fail, failing to vote on the side of less regulation. Actually, no, where you're from, that's government. 90 points away from a fa- Sorry, 28 points away from a failure. What? No, when I was in high school here, it was 60. Not in your family. Oh, Asian math, right. That's yes. true. But anyway, in either case, 62, not acceptable. And I'd say this conviction kind of puts him over the edge for a failing grade. So don't stay silent on this issue. People ask me all the time how they can get involved, how they can let their voice be heard, what they can do to make a difference. I'm telling you now, text Lauren, my name, Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, to 41490 to sign their petition now. Okay, so we turn our eyes to Europe. Uh, A story coming out of France that sparked debate in the country about free speech versus hate speech. Uh, We have this article from the BBC. A teenager has sparked a national debate about blasphemy in France after an Instagram post calling Islam a religion of hate. Mila, 16, posted her comments online after receiving homophobic abuse from a Muslim commenter. She received death threats and has not attended school since. But Mila has refused to back down, saying in her first television interview that she wanted to blaspheme. She has since deactivated her Instagram account. The post has sparked a huge debate in France over freedom of speech. The country has no national blasphemy laws and has a rigidly secular constitution. Police initially opened two investigations, the first into whether Mila was guilty of hate speech and the second into her online attackers. They have since dropped the hate speech case as Mila was expressing a personal opinion on religion and not targeting individuals. On Tuesday, Interior Minister Christophe Castaner told the National Assembly that Mila and her family were under police protection. The controversy began on 18th of January after Mila did a live broadcast on her Instagram account. After speaking about her sexuality, she was called a dirty lesbian by a Muslim commenter. In response, Mila posted a an attack on Islam. I hate religion. The Quran is a religion of hate, she said, before using stronger words to attack Islam. I am not a racist. You cannot be racist towards a religion. I said what I thought. You're not going to make me regret it. Okay, so now, obviously, uh, certain segments of the population, which I think you guys can identify, are very upset about this. There have been protests that I've seen. Um, she's getting death threats, which is why she now has police protection as well as her family. I find it interesting, though, that of the outrage I've seen regarding this case, um, people are very upset about what she said about Islam. I'm not hearing a lot of outrage about what was said to her for being gay, hmm. which I think is Islam interesting. Islam hierarchy of Yeah, there uh, is a hierarchy. Needs, no, I guess. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have this LGBT for sure, but she is a white European. And not nearly as oppressed as, you know, let's say a Muslim refugee, I suppose. It's so laughable. In a lot of other countries, they would probably stone her for that kind of uh, Oh, for sure. Not even just for saying what she said, but for Yeah, no, for being being LGBT. Yeah, for being LGBT. Openly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't think her statement, the Quran is a religion of hate, is a particularly bright statement. Um, well, I mean, the Quran is their, like, it's like saying Christ is is their religion for Christians. Because, like, for Christians... Jesus is the word, but for Muslims, the Quran is the literal word. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, again, I think that there's so, maybe you could argue semantics there, but yeah. I don't think that's in her mind. I think that she just literally confused the word Islam and, and Quran. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And apparently, um, we don't have her full statement. Apparently, she may have said some other things that she, she did end up apologizing for um, any vulgarity. But she said that she stood by her, her I guess, main sentiments. Um, yeah. So obviously, I'm on the side of free speech. Uh, you don't have a right to have your religion not be criticized. No. That does not exist. Um, but this is another case where, yeah, the, the tensions between protecting LGBT people from hate speech and protecting Islam from hate speech is is coming into conflict. It seems I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, the case against her has dropped. I'm not sure if 
the same would have been said if she had said such a thing in, let's say, Sweden or mm. the UK. Um, because the thing about France is that obviously they don't have unlimited free speech protections like in the United States. No other country does, by the way. Not the UK, not France, not Germany, not even Canada. Other countries do pay kind of lip service to free speech, but they always have kind of like caveats, little asterisks. Well, if you saw Merkel's recent speech, yes. Germany is getting further away from that every day. Yeah, I feel like Germany, they just, they can't be chill. Like they're just an... I, I feel like extreme politics is kind of in their veins one way or the other. I would love to see them find a nice middle ground someday. Um, yeah, but the thing with France is that even though they, they don't have this, I guess, view of free speech as an inherent human right that's unquestionable. Obviously, they don't because she was initially investigated for hate speech, which is like right. the fact that that would even happen. Um, but like the article said, they're at the same time very secular. There yeah. are no blasphemy laws. So it's it's nice to see, at least this time, them fall on the side of free speech. Although I have to say, if like it's even a question in, in your country that you may not be able to insult Islam without needing police protection, I think your your country has problems. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I also want to add, though, that I don't <laughs> think that the Muslim offender should be looked at, you know, for calling her... Oh, no, that's not a problem either. Name, you know, yeah, I mean, it was a nice, but it's not... It's not hate that's speech. That's not hate it's speech. Not, it's ridiculous. But that's interesting, much, yeah. yeah, because the Muslim commenter, as far as I know, wasn't investigated for hate speech. Okay. I, did, I do know they opened an investigation. To the I death threats, yeah, but uh, not to just the, oh, okay. the initial that's commentators. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because that, that might have been be. hate speech to some progressives, right? Yeah. Saying a dirty lesbian. Uh, You're being targeted you know. for an immutable characteristic as right. a protected class. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that a lot of them would say that's hate speech if, if a conservative American were to say something like that. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Um, so I feel really bad for this teenager. I'm not sure what's going to happen for her, but I think the fact that this is such a big deal should be cause for concern. Right. I mean, if, if we're at a point where police have to be called to protect someone based on something they said on Instagram live stream and they're 16, it's it's already you guys have you guys have a problem. Um, so I guess best of luck to France. This is the first time in many, many months I've said that, uh, like and actually meant it in a positive way. Good for you guys. You're not complete lefty fascist yet. OK, so uh, before we get to our next story, which is Carlos Maza, I have a uh, quick message from Laurel Springs. As parents, of course, you want to encourage your children to pursue, pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. Sometimes that means optimizing their routine, making it more flexible, more dynamic, so they have more time to focus on the things they love. That's why there's Laurel Springs. They are there to give parents and students a flexible schedule, strong academics, and control over their or their children's education. Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. They, they recognize that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. Their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced Ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities universities worldwide. We talk about the benefits of homeschooling all the time on the show when it comes to your child's education. Please don't just leave the decisions up to someone else. Take charge. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash Lauren today and receive a waived registration free registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash Lauren for your waived registration free waived registration fee laurelsprings.com slash lauren i gotta say that's a really cool sponsor we talk about homeschool all the time and i'm so happy to see that they're becoming i guess more and more tools for parents who want to homeschool but maybe yeah, aren't like professional educators themselves they don't know where mm. to start how to structure curriculum something like laurel springs is very cool and actually i did homeschool for a little bit of high school and i really liked it yeah. i guess enter comments saying that's why I'm socially awkward. But <laughs> Actually, I do want to get to some of the comments here that I saw in the chat. Just sure. to touch on our last segment, there was a lot of people talking in it. Not a lot of people. There's a few atheists in there that are saying all religions are inherently violent. Historically, religions are inherently violent. I'm seeing some ban all religions. And I just want to say... You're fascist. I just want to say that the people that have killed the most people in history, like, like the Maos yeah. and the Stalins, are atheists. And you guys are catching up quick. And atheism's only been around for a few hundred years. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know what histor is historically violent? Human beings. Mm -hmm. We're and all I, I love that mentality. And Religion is bad. Therefore, let's ban them. What are you going to do when Christians refuse to stop practicing, when Hindus refuse to stop practicing? What are you going to do to them? It's kind of like... Calculating. Yeah, yeah. like that that Bender meme from Futurama. They will learn of our peaceful ways through force. Like, yes. are you going to 
I guess, ban this thing you view as violence, even potentially by violence? Like, what are you what are you going to do for that? And I think we've seen yeah. that the most, I guess, peaceful time that we're living in right now. It's not necessarily because of, I guess, any atheism or anything like that. I think the economic prosperity is, is a huge indicator of peace, and we're lucky to have that. But I, I love these people who try to paint everything as all violence or conflict due to this one factor, right? Yeah. Socialists will say it's all class warfare. If we just abolish class, we'd yeah. all be peaceful. Um, you know, identitarians will say it's all race. You know, if we all just lived in our homogenous states, it would be peaceful. Um, you know, some of the atheists say it's all religion. If there was no right. religion, we would all be peaceful, but... And some people will say, like like she did, she implied it's all Muslims, or it's, you know, she said it's all religion too, but even this, saying it's all Muslim... Mila? Yeah, she well, said she, all, like she said, Islam is a religion of hate, right? Yeah, or, but or, I think there's a difference between saying that religion is hateful versus every adherent. Yeah, no, plus, well, yeah, I think there's a conflation thing going on there, definitely, yeah. but there are different statements, and I think that she was wrong in saying that even herself. Yeah. So, but I think that it's important because religion is an institution made by man, all religions are, Mm -hmm. they're all flawed and it's vital that people like her and and everybody else has the freedom to criticize them in order to fix their problems right that's it yeah for sure and i mean i think if, if the atheist community wants to start lecturing anybody about ideology just look at yourselves the whole atheism plus movement has in a lot of ways embraced the same dogmatic um behaviors that they criticize religious people for look at the steve shives of the world i mean there have been enough controversies within atheism being too white too male and all that stuff i just think people have you're right a tendency to be violent yeah regardless of what religion race gender class etc that they are all right now speaking of intersectionality carlos maza so i'm sure you guys remember who carlos maza is um he's the one who essentially caused like by himself single-handedly caused a new youtube apocalypse like for the entire YouTube community, yes. just because he didn't like what Steven Crowder was saying about him. Um, that went down this past summer, I think in July. And after all was said and done, he actually ended up getting let go from Vox. Um, he's back now, apparently, and he's launching his career as a YouTuber. And I'm sure with his history, he's going to definitely be just welcome back. Into, you know, into the arms of the YouTube community for all he's he's done for people, not just political commentators. He screwed over everybody. Gamers, beauty channels, everyone felt, I guess, the, the brunt of what he yep. did. That was brutal. He gave this interview to The Verge. Carlos Maza is back on YouTube and ready to fight. Last year, after setting off a firestorm around YouTube's harassment policies that even prompted a response from the company's CEO, Carlos Maza disappeared from YouTube. Now he's back, but this time he's doing it all on his own. Maza is leaving Vox.com, which produced his old show, to become a full-time media critic on YouTube. This YouTube situation that happened over the summer, before it happened, I think I made one video about YouTube. I wasn't interested, Maza says. It just happened to become inevitable to talk about the platform as it existed because it effed with my ability to do my job. Now YouTube is one of the biggest threats. It's how a huge chunk of the public gets their news. And that's scary for him, by the way, because the left doesn't, or at least it didn't used to control YouTube, which is why centrist, classical, liberal, or right-wing channels were thriving before they kind of got the ban hammer put on them. Mm -hmm. He continues, I effing hate that I have to use this platform because there's nowhere else to go, Maza says. YouTube is managed by bad people and it's evil in ways that people don't recognize. The company truly does not give an F about the damage it does to democracy. I'm kicking and screaming, working with the company in that way, but it's only because there's absolutely nowhere else to go. So this is exactly how we feel about YouTube, that they don't care about democracy, they're run by bad people, uh, yes. would love to leave. And by the way, we are on other platforms. We are on Blaze TV. If you're a subscriber, you can always watch us there. We're on audio platforms, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. We're, uh, we're working on others too, We're working on others to expand even more, but yeah. you know, YouTube is one of the main video viewing platforms. So the, of well, course- Unquestionably, the main. The I think main, it is the yeah. second biggest search engine in, uh, on the internet, in Yeah, fact. so that is why we are here. We don't like it any more than Carlos Maza does, but I think it's interesting that we're upset and a lot of channels are upset that they are kind of throttling pages based on the subject and positions they have, especially when it comes to politics, uh, you know, our channel is experiencing this. Sargon of Akkad just had to leave his old, his original channel because it got throttled so badly. Steven Crowder's experienced this. Um, 
that's what, what we're upset about, is that we don't have a chance to speak. What Carlos Maza is upset about is that he has not sufficiently silenced other people. That's right. So we're both upset at YouTube. He is just upset at YouTube for, I guess, allowing people to talk too much, which is not, not, a, not a thing you often hear about YouTube in the year 2020, when just the slightest criticism or wrong word can kind of get you... It can get you shadow banned, essentially. You know, your your video won't show up in suggestions. You won't even be able to find it on Google, through Google, maybe. It won't get recommended. Um, so he continues, or sorry, the article continues, Mazda doesn't expect to earn much money from YouTube. I wonder why. I wonder why it's harder to earn money from YouTube now, Carlos. Uh, instead, he's going to do what plenty of other creators on YouTube have done in the past, use Patreon to find supporters and hope he can make enough to keep his channel going and pay rent. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. <laughs> There's no production under YouTube either, Mazza tells The Verge. My goal is that I can survive off of Patreon subscriptions and speaking gigs. I don't imagine a big chunk of my income will come from YouTube. If there's a way so that not even YouTube would profit off them, I would be happy to. I love that. There it's is like, a way, actually, Carlos. But yeah. I, have a, I have a feeling you're going to monetize. So. Yeah, no, he, he definitely would. Um, and th he was monetizing his content under Vox, too. There's That's yeah, that's ridiculous. If he really believed in this, he would join, like, some commune, which there there are hippie communes out there. They exist. Go find one, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so far, I have subscribed to his channel. I'm expecting that it will be, a, a, you know, a font of content in the future. Um, yes. So far, though, he only has one video, just like an introduction video, which I have watched. If you feel like going over there to check it out, maybe leaving a really nice comment for him. Very friendly, of course, because I don't support harassment. Uh, you can do that. Um, so in this video, which I admit, like it did make me laugh. Like it's kind of funny. I, and just so to be clear, like I do not like Carlos Maza, not because he's gay or I think he's Cuban or something. I don't like him because he, he, he has a very smarmy personality. He does not have good morals. Like, I'm an egalitarian. I'm judging him based on his, his weak character. He's funny. He's kind of funny, though. I, I chuckled. Okay, I chuckled. I know you guys aren't going to be happy with me for admitting that. But, uh, yeah, in his video, he has, like, little alter egos that he plays himself. And one of them is, like, his left-wing foil. And uh, I just think it's, it's interesting. You guys can take a look at this. I'm making this video because it's time for me to do my own thing, to start my own channel and go fully independent. Hell yeah, baby, going independent. Breaking free from the prison of corporate media and seizing the means of your own production. What's happening? I'm your left flank, baby. Your inner soy boy. And the socialist dreamboat you've always wanted to be. I'm Carl. Nope, there we go. Okay, first of all, love the scarf. Really? I thought it was too much. So if you guys didn't catch that little reference, Carl with the K, the Karl Marx, uh, <laughs> the little end screen card there, chaotic good, because that's of course what you would define someone far left as, yes. uh, the only good police are thought police. Again, like that's that's funny, but scary. So like, joke or not, could you imagine if on our show we had like, a Nazi character like I dressed up as a Nazi to be like my my right flank and like I just I called myself Eva and I was like joking about Nazism like the only the only good Americans are white Americans could you just like for imagine you shouldn't even that that can I know, be clipped it's, it's bad to even say it because they because Carlos Massa's uh, important us right. to YouTube right now. Yeah, yeah. People like Maza specifically like yes. would lose their crap. I mean, these are the same people who think Count Dankula is a Nazi. So I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt for his comedy. There's no, no not way at all. he would do that Definitely for anyone not. else. So, like, I mean, you'll see how he portrays the centrist shortly. Yeah, exactly. We can take a look at that now. One of his other little character is, of course, the dirty, dirty centrist. And again, comedy or not, I think it's very telling to see how he views centrist in this. Stop it. Who are you? I'm your right flank, baby. The reasonable centrist who believes in compromise. The classical liberal who only wants to protect free speech. And the swing voter you're gonna lose with this soy boy bullshit. You can call me Charles. Wait a second, do I actually have a little centrist inside of me? Buy me another drink and we'll see what happens. Oh, gross. Nice. Look, I'm your dramatic foil, okay? You need a godless centrist? I'm your guy. You need a fascist bootlicker? Sign me up. 
Yeah, those those dang boot licking free speech supporting centers, aren't they the worst? Just... Yeah, I know. What did he he called them lawful evil too? Yeah, lawful evil, literally the worst. Literally the worst. Oh, you find them in philosophy one oh one. I thought that was neat considering the fact that I thought that you wouldn't find a Marxist anywhere near an economics class. Yeah. <laughs> you know. If you look at the stats, that's pretty much what it says. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it says. Um, yeah, and I think one of the other things is like straight but out of spite or something. Yeah. So, no, you're laughing. See, it's funny. Even if it's like not purposely, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. So clearly he's one of those people who actually thinks that a centrist is a fascist enabler, like a bootlicker. That's what that means. And I love I love the kind of like dark, like the free speech, like that dreaded free speech that's turning everyone into Nazis. Right, Carlos? It's so, and it's funny because it's like, he's accusing other people of being extremists, of being radical. He literally has his like little Marxist character. He's accusing other people of like harassing on YouTube. He's literally trying to take down people's entire channels, launching like, I don't know, internet hashtag campaigns targeted toward a specific creator, someone who's on our network. And it's like the... The self-awareness is like yeah, zero. That's right. And I mean, I, I think it was wrong. People, when he got doxxed, people were texting his number. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't was, approve of that. That's wrong. That was 100% wrong. Yeah, for sure. But I I think that he's just a slime ball and he's, he's behaving like that right now. It's, yeah. And, it, and it's now that he's kind of, he started this whole crusade against the YouTube community and their harassment policy, essentially to, to just burn it all down, right? To destroy the way that YouTube politics kind of happens, that yep. the commentariat, now that he was, he was fired from Vox. He, he didn't just leave. It was reported a while ago. They, they yeah. stopped production of his show. Now he doesn't have anywhere to go. So he's coming back here. I just think it's, it's ironic. He, he has the gall to complain. Oh, I probably won't make money off of YouTube. Yeah. Because of people like you who make it impossible to monetize political content. Yeah. He leveraged Pride Month too. Yeah, right? he, if did. You recall, he, he did. He did it during Pride Month, said how YouTube was anti-gay, how dare they use so Pride slimy. corporatism. Yeah, it's... yeah, so slimy. And I'm interested to see what his other videos are going to be like, because if he, if he ever targets a single creator... I hope he he examines how he's interacting with these harassment policies too, right? Because that's only fair. He's gone after specific um, people like Crowder in the past. He's done things on like, uh, I think, gosh, Tucker Carlson. He was on Vox before. I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see how his content will hold up under YouTube's new harassment policies now that he's just a lowly YouTube creator like so many other people. do, do you do you think his videos are going to do well? Do you think like the left wing YouTube will kind of I guess tune in to his videos because there are popular left wing creators on the platform yeah, like no, definitely. Linsky, ContraPoints. Do you I don't think know. Going to hang with those guys? It's possible. It's definitely possible. I don't know how popular he is on the left, frankly, but uh, I know that if he's only solely relying off the donation of communists, good luck. I I've, I know a bunch of them in real life. Yeah. It's like. Uh, the ones that that have the best jobs are in bands at age like 30. So, <laughs> yeah, have fun. I don't know. Good luck, man. Um, so, finally, Catholic charities. All right, we've all heard the infamous like bake me the cake bigot lawsuit where the, you know, the Christian baker refused to bake the cake for the gay wedding. Um, then there was the wax my balls bigot where Jessica Yaniv tried to sue some estheticians who didn't want to wax male genitalia. Now, the latest iteration, we have perform my gender reassignment surgery bigot. Okay, so a Catholic hospital is being sued for refusing to perform a hysterectomy on a trans trans individual, someone who was born a woman biologically and is identifying as a man. So we have this from B-Word Media. I don't even know if we can say it. Yeah, we'll just call it that. It It is the word that rhymes with itch. Yeah. Female um, dog media. Um, yes. So here, Catholic hospitals are barring transgender patients from surgery. So just right there, you think, oh, my goodness. And I've heard other people talk about stuff like that, how trans people are being denied surgery. But then when you read it, it's like, oh, a certain hospital or doctor doesn't want to perform gender reassignment surgery. Because, like, when I saw that headline, I was like, is a trans person being denied, um, you know, some sort of, like, triple bypass surgery or other type of life-saving surgery? Because that's wrong. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. However, <laughs> there's a difference between that and saying, I don't want to perform your gender reassignment surgery, which is what is happening here. So 
The article says Evan Minton had been planning his gender confirmation surgery at Mercy San Juan Medical Center in Sacramento, California for months. Two days before the procedure, a nurse calls from Mercy San Juan to check in with him and ask routine health questions. That's when Minton explained over the phone that he's transgender. The next day, a hospital official called him to cancel his surgery. Mercy San Juan deemed a hysterectomy for a transgender patient a form of sterilization, and that wasn't a procedure the hospital could perform because it's a Catholic institution. The hospital does permit hysterectomies for others, however. Dr. Lindsay Dawson, Mitten's physician, says that she has performed the procedure at Mercy San Juan before and that the hospital's decision to cancel the surgery is discriminatory. Okay, so just to stop here, there were a couple of things that I wasn't sure about and I kind of looked into it. So some of you guys might be wondering, why was the surgery canceled so late? If it had been planned for months and only like a few days before did the hospital check in. From what I understand, um, like, doctors or surgeons can perform at different hospitals. So I think this doctor, they were going to do the surgery at this hospital, um, but it, it wasn't like, it, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was more that this trans patient was working with this individual doctor who happened to book a surgery at this hospital rather than, I guess, right. the, the doctor being a dedicated physician solely at the hospital mm -hmm. treating trans individuals, if that makes sense. Because I know I was a bit confused about that at first. And um, just to clarify what a hysterectomy is, um, it's when you remove a female's uterus. Uh, it's not a trans-specific surgery, a cervical cancer, endometriosis, uterine prolapse on the more serious side of things. There are reasons why women get hysterectomies. Um, I know some people are wondering why the hospital would even agree to perform the hysterectomy surgery if they don't do reassignment surgeries. It's not just for reassignment, um, which is why I think this, yeah. this doctor was saying she had performed hysterectomies at this hospital before. Um, and so, but for trans people specifically, um, like the it's hysterectomy, an elective surgery, basically. Yeah, elective yeah. surgery, which amounts to sterilization, which because yeah. they are Catholic, right. they won't do. And uh, yeah, for a trans individual, obviously the hysterectomy, you know, it, it gets rid of your period, make, means you can't get pregnant. It is part of you, their you transition. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's what happened. Article continues, Minton is now suing Dignity Health, the hospital's parent company, claiming that withholding the surgery because of his gender identity violates California's UNRWA Civil Rights Act. I'm not sure if that's a typo or I just don't know anything about California civil rights, which specifically outlaws discrimination in housing and public accommodations based on sex, race, color, religion, ancestry, national origin, disability, medical condition, genetic information, marital status, or sexual orientation. The hospital has defended its decision to cancel Mitten's surgery, citing their religious protections within the First Amendment and their adherence to the ethical and religious directives that guide Catholic hospitals and their care set forth by the U.S. Conference of Bishops. In fact... This is this is where things get fun, guys. No papal address has mentioned trans transgender healthcare, and it is not covered in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, a book written by the Vatican in 1992 and promoted by mm. Pope John Paul II that sums up Catholic beliefs. In June 2019, the Vatican released a document titled Male and Female, He Created Them, which affirmed that the Church believes in the binary existence of men and women, but only mentioned the word transgender twice and didn't mention gender confirmation surgery at all. It's unclear yet if the new document will have an effect on policy going forward. I love how they're trying to argue, like, is it even against Catholic doctrine, though? It's like, yeah, someone who has no idea what the hell they're talking about. No idea. You know, clearly, they don't understand the other doctrines, like things about uh, using any, you have to be open to life. That, that's yeah. one of the doctrines in, in, in for Catholics. In case you didn't know why some people have like 20 kids, mm -hmm. uh, open to life means nothing, right? Yeah. You and gotta, apparently not good at family, family planning. Natural family planning is it. That's it. And... Uh, I don't know. Allegedly, that's effective if you do it correctly. Yeah, but that's but I why I mentioned know. the whole math thing. Yeah, it's... yeah. They, there's you need to do some counting involved. I guess some people aren't as into that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the thing. The 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 church is kind of arguing. Okay, this is this is a sterilizing procedure. We're not going to do this. Which is this should not shock you if you're at all familiar with Catholicism. These people are saying, no, it's part of my gender reassignment surgery. Why can't you give me this? That's not against your Catholic teachings, which is also not true, right? Because I, I don't know why you would think that the Catholic Church is on board with the idea that you can get surgeries and live as another person and like kind of have that recognized. That's not... That's, I've, I've not seen the Catholic Church endorse no. that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it's actually... Sorry. Da, 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 um, so... 
They, they, they continue, and this is what's, I guess, troubling about the case. Mitten's case and the rapid expansion of Catholic healthcare systems overall comes at a time when conflicts about religious freedom and healthcare are taking center stage. In January 2018, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services created a new Conscience and Religious Freedom Division in their Office for Civil Rights that works to ensure that healthcare employees don't have to provide medical services they oppose on religious grounds. Transgender advocates fear that the conscience rule will allow even more providers to opt out of providing care to those in need. In a survey conducted in 2015, we already found that one out of three trans people have had issues with their health care provider, says Jillian Brandstetter, the media relations manager for the National Center for Transgender Equality. This rule will just make it worse and inherently encourage discrimination against transgender people. Advocacy groups for transgender rights are concerned about the widespread impact of these directives as well. No one should have to wonder about their hospital's religious affiliation in relation to treatments, Bansetter says. No one should have to worry about having their treatments or health care interrupted. Now, what I think is, again, we're going to talk about this. In my opinion, I think most people's opinions, there is a difference between saying, I will not treat this trans person or give them health care versus I will not perform this elective surgery on this, on yeah, this trans what person. does issues with health healthcare mean? Is it the Jessica Yaniv complaint? They yeah. will, they would not wax my genitals. Yeah, like you know, there's there's a lot of nuance in there. I mean, if they're denying someone like actual life saving healthcare, uh, yeah, healthcare, like there's a trans person who's coming which, in with a bullet wound and they're yeah. saying, "I won't help you. You're trans." That right. is wrong. Which, by the way, would not happen. And is, yeah, so it would know. not happen. Yeah, that's for sure it's definitely the 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 other things the these kinds of transitionary yeah but this is the exact like you. the the conflation of terms yes. we saw this with the baker as well they yes. were saying he won't serve this gay person because he's gay no no he won't bake this specific cake for the specific event because it it violates his religious beliefs he's happy right. to serve him in other ways and it seems like the hospital is taking a similar approach we will not do this specific surgery for this individual but the individual can still access other forms of healthcare. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. I also think that there's some, just a lot of a crap in that article, like talking about the rapidly expanding Catholic healthcare system. As if it's sinister. They make well, it sound bad. Yeah, sinister. First of all, if it is expanding anywhere, it's probably in developing nations mm -hmm. where they're literally on missionaries going out to help places that generally need medical help, right? Yeah. In, in, the, in the Western world, even if they were making new hospitals, like, thank you. Yeah. But... But typically what's happening is these places, historically, especially in a place like Canada, Canada is way more Catholic than the States. Mm -hmm. um, especially like um, French Canada, Eastern yes. Canada, especially. Yeah, historically, extremely Catholic. Yeah. And when when people came over, the nuns, literally, they ran the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. All the hospitals from that time, they're all run by some yeah. kind of Catholic institution from that time. and. The nuns, guess what? There aren't too many people becoming monks or nuns today. Mm -hmm. They've actually started handing over these institutions as they're starting to get old and die to secular, to secular yeah. organizations. So I don't even think that this is – in the West, that, that's, a, that's a false yeah. statement, definitely. Well, and what frustrates me about this is that you see people like this where they're trying to sue a Catholic church into doing something that violates their, I guess, religious convictions. I don't think they get that – a lot of like they would rather shut down than have to do this. Like you are oh, telling yeah. them to do something that is unconscionable, um, and I think There's they think it's a good idea that it, like yeah, if yeah. you don't want to perform. The article also went into how Catholic, some Catholic hospitals are being sued for not wanting to perform abortions. Yep. Yeah. And I think they think, yeah, if you don't want to perform the abortion, if you don't want to perform the gender reassignment surgery, then you should be shut down. And that's frustrating to me, especially like when my dad's side of the family was in Hong Kong. My uncle got polio. At the time, there wasn't other places they could go. Guess who treated him? Catholic hospital, right? And I, I, I think they're so obsessed with this whole, like, the gender ideology or the pro-abortion stance that they're unable to see anything else positive that could come from these hospitals because yeah. they can't get what they want from it. So they don't want anyone to have any access to it. Yeah, and one of the, the things that <clears throat> is nice about—I'm about, I'm Catholic, by the way, in case you didn't know mm -hmm. yet— but uh, one and of my the dad's nice side and, of the family is now Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is that uh, there's certain lines that when you cross with them, they'll just they'll just say no. Yeah. And some of them are things like this. Other ones might be like covering up pedophilia sometimes. Uh, so that's bad. Yeah. But you know, things like this is just like it's uh, it's they'll stand their ground at least. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's unfair for these these people to criticize the way they're doing charity work right because a lot of these hospitals they are you know 
I'm not saying that like no one pays, but there are a lot of charitable services that come out of these hospitals. Oh, and actually, yeah. this isn't the first time we see this resentment against Catholic or more broadly Christian charities for not doing charity the way progressives want them to do charity. Uh, we saw this recently with the issue of adoption. So there's been controversy surrounding Christian or I guess more broadly religious adoption agencies refusing to adopt two same-sex parents. Um, some people have fought to block state funding and contracts from these agencies. Well, now certain states um, have kind of, I guess, put into place legislation to ensure Christian charities can still operate according to their conscience. Uh, we have this from NBC News. Tennessee governor says he will sign anti-gay adoption bill. That's a very interesting way to phrase this. Mm. What actually happened was Tennessee governor Bill Lee announced Tuesday that he'll sign into law a measure that would assure continued taxpayer funding of faith-based foster care and adoption agencies, even if they exclude LGBT families and others based on religious belief. A handful of states to date have enacted similar legislation, including Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, South Dakota, North Dakota, Dakota, Virginia, Mississippi, and Michigan, but Michigan agreed in settling a lawsuit to no longer turn away LGBT couples or individuals because of religious objections. And then similarly from USA Today, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, who is that the same thing? No, it's uh, a different, okay. I mean, it's the um, same place, but yeah. Um, under the law, which immediately takes effect, the state would be barred from denying an agency's license or grant application for public funds because of a refusal to place a child with a family based on religious objections. Okay, so um, I did a poll on this the other day, and most people favored letting faith-based agencies operate and exercise judgment on family placements, but they, they didn't want them to be able to receive funding. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think what that is, the funding is, is sub, it's it's a portion of their income, which they, mm -hmm. they probably desperately need, frankly. Yeah, but most of it is funded by the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you think they should be able to receive funding? Like even these Catholic hospitals, I guess we can like kind of group it together. If there is a Catholic or Christian charity um, that operates their charity based on their religious convictions, should they still be able to receive federal funding? Well, here's the question. Who else is going to do it? Yeah. Right. If you're going to set up your own charity, be my guest. But we know that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Especially with those types of people. Uh, we just know we've seen the stats. We've seen the data. Who gives more to charity? It's yeah. typically, first of all, conservatives versus progressives. Mm -hmm. and, and Christians could versus atheists as well. Yeah. Christians versus atheists. Yeah. Definitely if we look at the, some of the largest charitable organizations, they're disproportionately Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in the at the end of the day, if you deny these organizations, whatever, probably a lot of it is like taxation benefits, things yeah. like that. Um, it's the orphans who will suffer. That's what I think will happen. Right. Well, I mean, I guess the, the progressive rebuttal for that is if they really cared about children, they would be adopting to these families. Aren't they just like spitefully keeping children like parentless? I mean, I think that they just think that it's not in the child's best interest. Yeah. And I think the thing is like, unfortunately, there are... A lot of children in these, you know, foster homes or at these adoption agencies, it, there's not a dearth of children. You can go somewhere else, right? There are other adoption agencies right. who will adopt to them to say that <coughs> because this one agency will not adopt to me, it should not receive any more funding. You are going to hurt the child eventually because there are, there are too many people out there who need homes. And I, I know people will say, well, if there's so many, then just adopt to the same sex parents. Again, even with same-sex parents taking the kids, there are just so many. I think hopefully something everyone can agree on is that let's make the adoption process easier. Let's maybe try to reduce the number of kids who are in these foster care programs, which like love or hate the Catholics, you cannot blame, I guess, foster kids on them. Like they've made it very clear they don't think you should be having sex outside of marriage, right? They yeah. think it's a sacred thing to be done within a family. Like, And I've seen people do the blame Catholics for all of the... Yeah. Uh, the kids out there because they don't support abortion or adopting to gay families. And it's right. like, if you were, you listen to the Catholics on this, but if you listen to them on everything, there would be fewer kids out there for sure. Well, I mean, more in Catholic families, but, you know, less looking for adoption. Um, I, I guess to, to leave off um, something else I wanted to touch upon with the hospital thing is that a lot of progressives I've seen, and this happened when I tweeted out the article, were saying that by denying this gender reassignment surgery, they are denying essential health care like they make they consider anything to yeah, do with gender I figured reassignment that they would. A, it would be like denying someone who's going through a heart attack life-saving heart surgery that's how they view it yeah but they're wrong yeah they are i i, I do <laughs> so. believe that and especially like if this person was able to wait months for an appointment wait like choose another hospital um 
Right. It, I don't think it should be too much to say, hey, be more clear with the hospital. I would actually blame the the doctor specifically for not thinking about this right. rather than yeah. just the patient. I, I completely can see why the person would have just assumed that the doctor would know what they were doing. Um, I'm interested to see how this will play out in courts, though, because I think it's going to make a huge difference if they're not allowed to. Sorry, they're not allowed to deny um, gender reassignment surgery. I don't see how they would in the future be denied the right to do things like refuse abortion. Mm. So we shall see. Um, that's pretty much all we have to say for now, though. Uh, if you guys are watching live, be sure to stay on this stream because we're going to be back in just a few seconds going over all of your super chats. And for everyone else, we will see you next time.